0: This is the Lifted Life Podcast. We created this show to help you live a lifted life.
1: Welcome to episode 159, Be, Do,
0: Have. And in that order, specifically. Specifically. I was mid-meditation last week on like Wednesday, the day after our show had come out, and I Mm -hmm. immediately knew what we were talking about on our show this week. It came to me like a lightning bolt from the sky. And before we talk about the essence of be, do, have, I want to share a bit more about how life-changing my rigorous new meditation schedule has been. Now, when I say rigorous, I use that term really lightly because I meditate when I want for how long I want, but I'm doing it every day without fail. Stop, drop, and meditate a lot like stop, drop, and read like we used to do in elementary school. Hmm. Who's with me? Who did that? I never did that. Do you remember it? Mm. I
1: remember the training about if you're on fire, stop, drop, and roll. Um, I do I, remember.
0: I, no, it's actually, you're right. That's not it. I'm mixing my my lessons. <laughs> stop, drop, and roll. Are you, are you roll. serious? <laughs> yes. Oh, De- <laughs> deer, drop everything and read. Like a an, a bell would sound and it was like, oh, it's the deer Damn. bell. Drop everything and read. No, stop, drop, and roll as if you're on fire. <laughs> Wow! Ooh, stop mm. dropping. Meditate.
1: <laughs> Something completely different.
0: <laughs> it's totally different. Don't do that if you're on fire. You should roll if you're on fire. Otherwise, you could meditate. Mm. <laughs> okay. I got my got my lessons mixed wow. up. I was a bit daydreamy as a child, so yeah, I
1: didn't... Uh, we don't need to get into the whole public school thing, <laughs> but... There's another example why it's maybe not so... <laughs> so <laughs> when uh, you mix them up. Lucrative. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, but there is important things gleaned from that. Sure. Roll when you're on fire. And drop everything and read was this mm-hmm. idea of, hey, reading really matters. Even if you're in the middle of a school day teaching a lesson, when this bell sounds, forget about it. It's time mm-hmm. to read. Mm-hmm. And that really made a lasting impression on me. Reading matters. So drop everything and... Meditate, Mm -hmm. drop everything. That's deem. I thought it was going to be dream somehow, but it's not. It's deem, and I do deem it necessary. So anyways, I've been putting into practice this idea of meditating really regularly, like no ifs, ands, or buts. And one of the main reasons is because I, well, I'm a human being, and the way human beings work is that we are driven either by pain or pleasure we want to either avoid pain or to glean or gain pleasure. And for me, meditating has actually been more about avoiding pain and finally breaking free from chronic headaches. I don't even feel comfortable calling them chronic migraines anymore because I, I feel like I've moved past that part. Yeah, I've kicked that part. But this the chronic headache still popping up pretty regularly. So I was avoiding, I've been doing my best to meditate because I have seen more than any other changes I've ever made, dietary changes, exercise-related changes, um, whatever else, I've changed supplements. The thing that has made the biggest difference has been meditation, regular Mm -hmm. meditation, because I just hold so much of my stress, I think, at my neck, and then I tense up, and then um, it could also be that emotional component like we talked about in last week's show, And when I meditate, I release all of that. I actually practice the phrase that I learned from Dr. Joe Dispenza, no place, no time, no thing, no one, nowhere. And I allow myself to slip into being no place, no time, no thing, no one, nowhere. And I allow myself to focus on simply my breath. I allow thoughts to come to me, but also I allow them to go. And then there's another element of it, which is like the receptive mode that I intentionally slip into. And when I do that, I get ideas. Sometimes it's just clarity of, Oh, you better switch the wash to the dryer or stanky things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's an entire podcast episode. Like this week's be do have came to me like a lightning. Bolt. We have to talk to the people about this. This matters. This can help them.
1: As a, Side note to what you're saying about meditation. I think it's interesting that um, obviously there's been a whole um, industry built around meditation from like, uh, I'm not going to list them, but there's all sorts of certain types of meditation. There are situations where people are trying to gain something from meditation, like kind of like what you said, but intentionally have something come to them that they want and what I think is really interesting is what you said in the beginning of just being still like going with the intention of being still and releasing whatever is not useful. Like, I think that is like, if you're a non-meditator, I think that alone would be enough draw to want to do Mm -hmm. and being realistic that if you've never done it before, one minute could be a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, which I don't know if time's really, really relevant in the situation, but, um, knowing that you gain a lot of value just by doing that. And then as you practice like a muscle, but it's a muscle or it's a workout for your brain. And as you relax and you get better at that, then the other things, then you start gleaning, getting other ideas. And, um, I want to say airdrop, but that's not the word, um, downloads or whatever. Like you, you get these, maybe premonitions or things coming to you. But in the beginning,
0: insights, insights. Yeah.
1: In the beginning, I think it's just a good, healthy thing for you to relieve stress, to let that part go.
0: And I just feel like it's so important to share that when I first started meditating, I felt really awkward. Like if someone walked in the room and I was meditating, weirdo status. If the kids were around, I never felt
1: safe. Like I felt like I'm letting my guard down. Like Mm -hmm. I used to like lock myself in my room because I don't know. Like we don't have dangerous people in our home. <laughs> Generally not. Generally not. But I don't know. I just felt like I, I'm letting my guard down. Like I'm so vulnerable. Like mm-hmm. what if someone grabs me?
0: Let's talk about that yeah. idea that both of us have had a meditation where it's that feeling of surrender, let go, mm-hmm. surrender, let go. And then both of us have talked about how we've experienced this weird fear of like, what if we really let go? Like yeah. Will you die?
1: I was telling you a few nights <laughs> ago, like I was laying in bed and we kind of do the practice of meditating to sleep and that exact thing came where it's like, let go and i'm like, okay. and like, no, seriously, let go and I'm like But I think i'll die <laughs> Like I had that feeling if I let go I think I, I could just evaporate
0: I know. <laughs> And that it can be scary and that can be yeah the opposite of feeling safe. But I
1: didn't feel scared though mm-hmm. I think it was just more I would classify it as classic resistance like I know I need to do this thing But i'm scared i'm not gonna do it.
0: Yeah, I don't know as we kind of share more of this and
1: has nothing to do with what it we're doesn't, about, but
0: so. it does because I feel like if we could really share in a way that's genuine, vulnerable, mm-hmm. authentic, mm-hmm. that this one key component is how we are really lifting our life. <laughs> yeah, like it's not just about the food we eat or even the supplements we take. It's not about the individual mood probiotic that you prefer or that I prefer. Mm-hmm. This practice, more than any other practice, is about our energy. And when you change your energy, you change your life. Mm-hmm. Dr. Joe Dispenza, mm-hmm. again. And I feel like if we can normalize meditation, if the overall theme of this show is, these silly gooses keep talking about this, I'm going to mm-hmm. just close my eyes and see. I'm going to try this new breathwork practice. I'm going to try just holding still for a bit. Yeah, Kind of like you were saying, there's... Benefits upon benefits. It reminds me of going on a walk with you and having a walking meeting. Mm-hmm. I'm getting my heart rate up. I'm, I'm doing exercise. I'm getting fresh air. Check. I'm having a meeting with you and connecting with you. Check. I'm getting sunlight, vitamin D through the skin. Check. It's, mm-hmm. it's multi-purpose useful. I feel like meditating is the same way. It's like I'm holding still, which allows my body to relax. Check. I'm doing intentional nose breathing, which is how my nervous system is signaled that I'm safe. Check. Check. I am allowing myself to go into the receptive mode to connect to greater ideas but about before what that re-
1: you're being the observer you're, you're you're realizing that Um, you're observing yourself and realizing i'm hanging on to this extra tension stress. Yes, that's totally useless.
0: Thank you Yes, that's definitely before the yeah. the, the receptive mode. There's mm-hmm. other releasing mm-hmm. there's there's the appreciation the mm-hmm. active appreciation I'm going to open my heart and allow myself to feel my heart space radiate there's mm-hmm. all these other steps and it's it's just so powerful to, to help you live a life that really matters for you. I feel like when I get still and when I get quiet, I'm able to connect to a joy that's deeper than anything else I could chase while my eyes are open and I'm awake. And it helps me just to live more aligned. And it's, it helps me have courage because I'm able to speak my truth because I realize that I don't need everyone to like me. I really only need me to like me. And I can't do that when I'm so busy busy buzzing around. I have to connect with myself to love myself. And so I just feel like that message again and again, it's come up like almost, you know, once a month out of all four to five shows, like meditation comes up again and again, because it is the way that we connect back to our essence. And I feel like normalizing meditation is one of the things that this show, I I think can make an impact by, by doing.
1: Uh, one thing I want to add to that and then I'll let you, we can get into the actual show. <laughs> um, I think it was the last episode or the episode before we talked about contradictions and holding as many contradictions as possible. I think it was the last episode. Um, and to me that's always been a really interesting exor- exercise to do. Recently I've been on a Joe Rogan kick. I've listened to him interview Jewel, the singer Jewel yes, and Snoop we- Dogg, which are two different, <laughs> totally different artists. <laughs> and i've heard them in their own way um explain mindfulness or maybe meditation but how they just how they're happy like how they're genuine and authentic authentically themselves and they're not using these spiritual words they're not using words like meditation and appreciation and phases and like they they're not doing those things but they're talking about the same thing mm-hmm. and for me that was so beautiful to hear them describe their experience with connecting to themselves, that's what they're that's yeah. what they're describing is being authentic, being themselves, and loving it. Yeah. And they're sharing. Well, maybe not with Snoop. He was too high, probably, to share. But Jewel is sharing like terrible things that happened to her as a child, and she's happy because she's like, I can connect and go within and find peace.
0: Yeah. So maybe even that word meditation doesn't resonate. Exactly. That was my point. is yeah.
1: Maybe what we're saying doesn't resonate, or maybe it's not your thing, but just. Holding that contradiction of, well, this is their thing, and then finding what's your thing.
0: Yes. And finding the words that resonate exactly. Best with you. Stop, dropping anchor. <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> I just think. Stop, drop, and roll? Again? Yeah,
1: you're taught <laughs> I got how to put up. out a fire and you mixed it with reading. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that was a good oh. one back at the beginning of this episode. Remember that? Yeah.
1: Okay, okay. Well, come on. Let's, Focus, yes. Delaney. <laughs> I haven't called you that in a long time.
0: No, you haven't. Now it's not my main name. Okay, so be, do, have. Mm-hmm. Be, do, have came to me, like I said, like a lightning <laughs> bolt. Uh, and the idea of the be, do, have model is that it will it'll lead you to your wildest dreams. And yet many of us have the uh, misconception or the false approach, which goes have, do, be. We get a little bit mixed up. And even the best of intentions, the most aligned individuals, if they're not continually checking themselves, will fall back into the have do be model, even though be do have is where it's at. So I'll explain and yeah, then please we break can, it down for me. Yeah. So be do have uh, is the way that we want to lean towards, which is if I can just be my most true, highest, best self, then I can do the things that I'd like to do. And then I'll have whatever it is that I am meant to have or that I desire to have. It truly does work in that way. First, I must be it and I will do it and then I can have it. And yet we get sucked into the idea that it's the opposite. If I could just have XYZ, the house, the business, the lady, the dog, the friend, the Whatever it is, then I can do all these things and then I'll be happy. Mm -hmm. So it's this backwards, outside-in sort of approach that is really easy to get sucked into. Even someone who knows this model, who practices it, who has it posted on their wall, excuse me, be, do, have. It's really easy to slip, fall and be like, nope, I just want to have the things I've been talking about and I'm tired of this game. So be, do, have as a way of living, as a way of life.
1: All right, I have some questions for you. I'm sure you do, Tim. (laughs) So be, do, have is what I would define as the law of attraction. Okay. I I would see very um, similar parallels to that. What I've always questioned or wondered, like, first of all, I believe what you're saying. I do think that be, do, have is the path of least resistance. It is the way to get manifest, whatever, what you want the fastest and easiest way. I do believe that. I do also believe for whatever reason i'm rooted in the opposite like my default is When I have this then i'll feel better and then we can do whatever
0: the important thing to note is that Even that first way you explained be do have Mm -hmm. You made it sound like we're doing it so that we can have it You you made it sound Mm -hmm. like i'm gonna follow this model Because it's the way to getting what I want Uh, Yeah Therein lies the illusion. Uh You're still prey to the illusion that you need to have it in order to be happy. All you must do is be all that your, your job or the aspiration is to become the version of you. Hmm. So I love this uh, example that, um, can't remember where i heard it but right as soon as i got this idea for "Be Do have i heard this uh, i know it was the atomic habits guy james mm-hmm. clear i think on another podcast yes podcasters do indeed listen to other podcasts gotta mm-hmm. stay on top of our game get inspired okay so the idea from this atomic habits guy was that when we set a big audacious goal and then we reach it it's very common to suddenly fall into a very deep depression or to just feel like life is pointless or to feel like, who am I? I don't know. What? And he said, that's the way that model is designed. However, if instead of having this big aspiration, and that is what you're focused on, you focus on who you must become to reach that aspiration, then there is no depression era afterwards. Instead, you are not aspiring towards an outcome, but instead you are aspiring towards a way of being. So when you say, who would I need to be to live in that home? Who would I need to be to live that lifestyle of freedom and flow and not having to go to that job every day? Who would I need to be to be married to someone that I'm madly in love with? And and you focus on that way of being.
1: So the question then is, I understand like when I asked before, I was saying that I'm going to do these things however you said to do it so I can get this end result. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand I understand that. Um, I also understand the reason you want the end result is because you want to feel a certain way. But if you start with the feeling.
0: And you become it.
1: And you become it. The other things, the house will come to you.
0: That or something better. That or what is meant for you. So
1: you'll attract those things. But those things were the original motivation to want to feel that way. Right. Right. So it kind of feels like a circular...
0: A little bit. You can just allow yourself to bring more awareness to, okay, here are mm-hmm. the things that I'm listing out that I say I want. Mm-hmm. Who would I need to become in order to have those things? What would, Who would I need to be in order for those things to be in my daily awareness? And giving that your ultimate focus first. Becoming that version of yourself. We've talked about avatars. Mm -hmm. We've talked about um, Various avatars having multiple different ways of being that inspires us we I've talked about the designer avatar and you've talked about I think a Speaker maybe avatar, Uh, maybe that sounds about right and it's about becoming that person First and foremost and then from there inspired action is the do What would they do? What wouldn't they do? Sometimes it's not about just doing more things, but doing less things Mm -hmm. based on who you are being. And in the end, you can have any of the things that that person would have because of your way of being, but we're not doing it so that we can have it because then you are kind of actually still back to the have do be model.
1: I can see that because my original question was going to be, Someone that, that takes the the path of be, do, have, or someone that takes the path of have, do, be, at the end, um, eventually they both reach their goals. And my question is, the person that, that chooses the have, do, be, do they eventually default to the be, do, have? Like when they're 60 years old, like screw it, it doesn't work. And eventually the, the, then they become the person then they get what they want. But then that falls back to where i said is you're doing this to get something.
0: You'll never be content, I think. When when you work from the model backwards and you focus exclusively on having so that you can do these things, so you can be happy, the goalpost keeps moving. Yeah, yep. You need to have more. It's like in um, this uh, group, someone said, I have this idea in my mind if I just had a million dollars in my bank, then I'd be happy. Mm -hmm. But when you finally get to that point inflation and you're older and Mm -hmm. now 1 million doesn't it did cover it but now there's taxes and then Mm -hmm. there's inflation and then there's the fact that i've got a couple new expensive expenses i think it needs to be 1.5 or 2. right the goalposts will keep moving when Mm -hmm. your model is have do be Mm -hmm. and so you're always postponing your own happiness you're postponing the way you want to feel versus the other way which is you be it now You feel the way you want to feel now. You allow yourself the relief, the pleasure, the enjoyment that you want to have now. And then you elevate into the other models of, Mm -hmm. like I said, in the podcast I was listening to, they were saying it's inevitable. And we, I experienced this to some degree when I really wanted you to be able to quit your job two years ago Mm -hmm. on the button almost, Almost. we're we're getting close to celebrating you being able to quit your job two years ago. When I was working towards that goal, it was head down, focused. Like I was doing whatever I thought would move us towards that. I was determined and I was relentless and I was committed and Mm -hmm. it was not if, it was when. And I had a, a very strong motivator. I wanted to see that happen. And then when it happened, I was a little bit like, now what? Yeah. To some degree, I was now what? And it was because I just wanted to have that accomplishment. I wanted you to have that lifestyle. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about who I was becoming. Mm -hmm. And so I do know that now I've I've experienced that to some degree. I want to create this and giving all my emphasis to that outcome versus who I would need to become to have that outcome. So
1: in line with that, um, something I've always liked about Abraham and their teachings is that they don't demonize the have. They don't think it's wrong to have desires for things where the Buddhists would probably say, give it all up, give it all away. And they're very clear in that the have is important because that's a signal for how you want to feel. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then just feel that way. Focus on feeling how you think it would feel to have that million dollars in your bank account. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Focus on, man, that feels good and all the things you appreciate and all the things you you love about having a million dollars in your bank account, and that's what you're after—is the feeling,
0: mm-hmm.
1: not really the million dollars. Mm-hmm. Even though, hey, everyone take an extra mil, but, right. um, but that's what you're after. And I think it's what you're, what you're saying too. Mm-hmm. And it's okay that if you're thinking backwards about the have, even I, as I was describing it, was like, yeah, I'll do all whatever you're saying so I can get this thing I want. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's like, just
0: that it sets you up for disappointment. Right. It sets you up for.
1: It's not, well, I think it's because it's not what you truly want. Right. It's just an indicator. It's a way to get you to feel that way. But yes. it's not what you want. What you want is the feeling.
0: Right. I'm not saying, yeah. it, no, I'm be agreeing due. with you. Live uh, a be do life. Forget the have. Live a be do life. No, mm. be do have.
1: Right. But, no, I'm just thinking, as listeners listen to us talk, they're like, mm-hmm. oh, so they're saying, then. It's wrong to, to want to have this thing. Like, that's not at all no. what we're saying at all. No,
0: it's on the list. It's, it's uh-huh. the third thing. It's just it, not the
1: most important. Well, what do
0: you want to have? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's very important. List it out. The home, the, I already did this dumb <laughs> list, the dog, the, the other schnoodle, uh-huh. the, yeah, all the things you want to have, list them out. And then what do you think you would need to do to get those things? And then most important of all, it starts with being, mm-hmm. who am I being? Because that is how you create new things in your life from shifting, from changing your way of being. And it just so happens for me that I've been seeing very clearly a really easy way to shift my way of being is stop, stop, drop and meditate (laughs) and roll over to the couch sometimes Uh Uh and just meditate, connect, reconnect to my true self, anchor, whatever you wanna call it. I close my eyes and I reset. It's like a reset. Sometimes I take a short nap Mm -hmm. and those times are really powerful for Mm -hmm. my any head tension. That really works well for me. Not everyone would be that way because I'm just resetting. And I think in the busyness of our day, it's really beneficial to reset because we'll slip back into the have do be. And I know that's not the way. I know Mm -hmm. the way is by anchoring my energy to my core And that is how I shine my light the brightest to help more people. But it does require that reset so that I can be really clear on who am I being? How do I want to show up? Who am I being is a question I ask myself in the course of the day. Not what do I need to do? Okay, that pops up a lot too. I've got to get this done. I got to get that done. But I like to ask myself, who am I being while I do this? For instance, what was I doing? I said it was really frustrating. It was taking me forever. Oh, I was putting the duvet back on the insert Mm -hmm. the cover on the insert Mm -hmm. and I was getting so frustrated and it wasn't working it it was hard and I was getting in a fluster and then I just stopped myself and said there's nothing else I need to do right Mm. now all that I need to do is put this duvet insert cover on and however long it takes me it'll be okay and then really
1: because you felt like you had something else to be doing
0: yes but then I said who do I want to be while I put this duvet cover Mm -hmm. on the insert Who do I want to be? And for that moment, I felt this ease and this lightness. And it was, it was like, everything's okay. It was kind of that it was funny that it was giving me trouble. And then I just got the cover on. It was about who am I being? And we talk a lot about the power of questions, powerful questions.
1: The power of asking for help. Can you (laughs) talk about that?
0: I don't prefer help for the duvet in the cover.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Typically that ends up
0: bad for me yeah i just prefer to do it myself but sometimes it's more frustrating than others other times um but it reminds me of a question you asked i hope you're okay with me sharing this but
1: probably not but go for it
0: <laughs> and then we need to wrap up how kidding. long we've we been talking
1: 25
0: 25 minutes mm-hmm. folks um in regard to kansas city and the schools and the mask mandates okay. you asked me a question and said is it getting better mm-hmm. and i said That's not a very powerful question. I just called you on it with love. Mm -hmm. And I said that we can talk about the answer to that question, but I think you can do better than that. I said, for instance, am I getting better? Mm -hmm. Is it getting better gives all the power away to, no matter which side of things you stand on it, are people wising up Mm -hmm. whether you want them to do one thing or the other? Are they getting better? Are they getting wiser? Is it getting better is not a very useful question because it gives all the power away to outside of yourself, waiting for things to change so you can feel better. And I said, a much better way to phrase that is, am I getting better? Am I getting more and more anchored in my truth so that whatever is happening outside of me is okay? And I know my strength and my truth resides in who I really am and who I'm showing up as. That's the powerful question. That's the powerful way. Mhm. It hit good when I shared it originally yeah. too. You, you didn't really want to hear it, no, but you heard it.
1: That that resonated, but then I was thinking I also we were talking about um something in the our business and something about not something not going so well and
0: oh the economy being down
1: yeah and and that's the, the people that are helping us that's usually their first responsibility economy, inflation economy and they just go down the list of all the things um and i think i said to you and i don't know how to fix it i don't know what to do about this situation not the economy but about what we needed done and i think you said to me that's a very um Unpowerful question that that's not phrased away. Like I don't know
0: yet, or I don't know a way, or I'm working on a way, or I'd like to know a way of how to do this. I'm opening, open to finding the Mm -hmm. way. And then one other thing is, I refuse to allow the economy being bad. I immediately said, okay, that might be a really great excuse for someone who wants to stay stuck. I'm not looking for a reason to stay stuck. I'm actually looking for evidence that we can beat the odds that we don't need the economy to be any certain way.
1: True. True. In full transparency. When you first said that, it was very frustrating <laughs> when you're like, no, 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 let me stop you there. And, and then, um, I'm not gonna do my Sylvia voice, but I
0: appreciate that.
1: L- let me stop you there. And I'm going to tell you, um, oh,
0: you know what, actually, I think everybody wants to know. Your I don't
1: know song. if I have a Sylvia voice, Of, <laughs> uh, but, but you said, you know, what I had said before about, let me stop you there. And, you know, is that, you know, that's not a very powerful question and phrase a different way. And at first it was very frustrating. Like, really? Like we're on the same team, but then as we talked about it, it did feel more powerful because all of a sudden I'm like, the way I phrased the question before is I don't know what to do. And of course, no one knows what to do. If, if I don't know what to do, like we don't know what to do. But then when I phrase it as, um, I don't know yet, I'd like to know. It's like, oh, there's a possibility. There's possibilities out there. Like it could come to me. I'd like it to. And then when you think about that way, it feels more empowering. I still don't have the answer, but I know it's possible.
0: It's on its way to me.
1: Yeah. The other way is like, it's impossible. I'm telling you it's impossible. And then of course it's impossible, but saying, I don't know, but it might be it's possible. I'd like to know. If, I'm open to know. You. Yeah. It feels, it feels better.
0: It's a shift in your yeah. energy. It's a powerful thing. All right. I think we never wrap All this right. show up. We appreciate you listening. Oh, and this show has been brought to you by our mood probiotics. Lifted naturals is the mood probiotic brand. Tell your friends and we hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for listening.